Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Play! Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open. And I'm talking to Adam Ronis. If there was a fantasy Jeopardy, would you be the James Holtzauer of fantasy Jeopardy? Man, I don't know. I'd like to think so, but geez, that guy's a machine. And there's some sports where I probably would not excel. Cricket? But man, yeah, tennis, tennis stuff like that. But yeah, I, I watched yesterday for the first time. Because I, I don't know why, I just don't watch Jeopardy. Uh, so, you know, I knew about him before you even told me, like I've been hearing. But I didn't watch, and I didn't know exactly what was going on. So I decided to watch it yesterday, and dude is a machine. And like you said, he starts off like at 1,000. He'll hop from category to category. He seems to know pretty much everything. It's a surprise when someone else buzzes in ahead of him. <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, and, what? He missed the question yesterday. I was, did, he missed the Babe Ruth question. Did you yeah, the, I was like I, the captain. I was like, yeah. Uh, I thought that was like pretty easy. So I'm like, all right, all I'll right. give him a pass. He knows all this other crap that I don't know. I'll give him a pass on a sports question that I know. So, uh, yeah, it was definitely impressive. And I guess he's up to like 2.3 million now. So isn't it like must see TV? Don't you feel like you want to tune in tonight to see what happens? Yeah, I mean it's great for them because it's going to draw ratings. And yeah, you know you are intrigued. You're like, because I think. I don't know. Do you feel like people want to see him lose and get stumped? Is no, like, I actually don't. I think you want you to see how much money he can win. I think okay. so. I don't know. He's, like, got the, he's got that bad smile, dude. He's got that cheesy smile. Right, because you know how people are in now. People root against winners. Like, you know, that's why so many people are, are rooting against Golden State because they want to see them finally lose and see a new champion. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I have engaged the temperature of how people feel. But you're right. There's probably some people who like want to see him continue to roll, and I think other people are like, "Damn, this guy is winning too." Maybe much it gets to he's... a point where he wins. Let's say three at three million. You're like, "All right, I'm done with you. I'm bored. It's not interesting anymore." You right. know, it's you like just keep, the... you keep dominating. Go home. Right, right, right. I think there's a point where we support you, we like you, and then uh, we've had enough of you. Yeah, I could see that too. But uh, yeah, it's definitely pretty interesting and you know he goes about it a different way starting off with you know a thousand dollars and hopping across different categories and, and all in on the daily doubles yeah. right it's crazy yeah I, I just it's i've never seen anything like it and to be so good you know look we pride ourselves on knowing sports right but to know ballet and american literature and 19th century scientists he wasn't great crazy. on the dates I'll give them that. <laughs> None of them were. They didn't know like the dates of the where they had to fill in the dates in the month. Did you? But those I, I mean, I knew hard. March fifteenth. That was the only one I knew. I knew, <laughs> I knew Martin Luther King, January. Right. There are a couple. I, <laughs> I surprise my kids because when I'll be I'll be watching it, I'll say the answers. They'll look at me like, "See, Daddy knows things." But like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I could probably get maybe half the answers, but this guy's getting like eighty-five percent to ninety percent of all the answers. 
Yeah, it's insane. He's one of those one percent of people, and he found his way onto the show, and he's just carving through it. Like I don't know, has he been trying to get on this the show for a while? Like, did you know the background or anything? I don't. Like I don't know the background, but it's funny you mentioned that. I was watching White Man Can't Jump with my son this week. Do you ever see that movie? Yeah. Remember when Rosie Perez is trying to get on Jeopardy and she's studying like foods that begin with the letter Q? Like she's studying for Jeopardy. I don't know if you could study for Jeopardy. I think you just live it. Yeah, I think you kind of just know it or you don't, right? right. I mean, like right. what, what handbook are you studying? They, <laughs> they have so many different questions across so many different topics. Like I, I don't see how you can study for it either. Yeah. And then what was the final question last night? Oh, I knew that one. Austria? Yeah, I knew that one. That one I knew because I knew it had. I knew it wasn't Germany. That was the sucker answer. So you yeah, had to but, pick something close to Germany, but not Germany. Yeah, that's what I think the woman started to write down. And yeah, she, she was just wrong. was like, "Yeah, I know this is not right." Right, <laughs> right. But he got he gets it right every time. It's un- think about it. Not only do you have to stay close to him, you have got to hope he misses the final Jeopardy answer and you get it right. I mean, that's a lot to hope for with this guy. Yeah, you just see like. The totals, and he's like way in front of everybody. And yeah. it's like he was blowing them out the box immediately. I know. I know. I mean, imagine. I can't. Well, look, it's like a football team. It's going up 28 nothing at the end of the first quarter. How do you come back from that? Uh, the Patriots did it against the Falcons. That's true. That's no. true. <laughs> but very few are the Patriots. <laughs> how, many Tom Brady, right, how many Tom Brady's are there? But when you think about it, like basketball is the only sport, though, when you think, Adam, like a team can be up 30 and all of a sudden they lose at the end. Yeah, football, it's rare. It can happen in baseball, too, depending on, the, especially nowadays with all the home runs, the pitch. The Mets, the the Mets game? Well, that was 8-3 against the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers are really good, man. I mean, it still was a bad loss, but, you know, it's the Dodgers. But, like, Coors Field, you know, say the Rockies are down, like, 10-1 early. It's never over. I mean, we That's saw true. 11-10 yesterday there. So, um, but, yeah, in – it's 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 tough to do, and I think too right now the guy's got an aura where people go in there and they're like, "Damn!" I think you know going in, you have to be a little bit intimidated. Like oh, if yeah. you've seen this guy, you're like, "This guy just doesn't get anything wrong. He's on a roll. He's confident." And you have to bet, and you have to bet everything. You have to bet all on the daily double because if you don't, he will, and you'll lose. Right, and then if you lose it, then you know. But I think you you know you have to you have to be way aggressive to beat right. him. Right. Right. So you have to be as smart as him, as aggressive, and I think lucky. You're going to need him to make a mistake. Oh, yeah. You're going to, for sure. He and, and I'm sure he will at some point. I don't know when. <laughs> <laughs> $17 million into it. Well, the crazy thing is, is that he's winning like 30, 70, 80,000 a night. You know, he's not winning like 250,000 a night. So, I mean, it could take him a while to build up to three mil. Well, he's at 2.3 now, right? Right. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Uh, are there odds like on over under for when he loses? I don't know. That'd be interesting. Can you do that? Can you check that out for us? I doubt they have it. I'm sure they have it somewhere. I'm sure they have it. I'm sure like, some sports books doing it. Yeah, where you could max bet a hundred bucks or something. All right. So the NBA Finals kicked off last night. Did Jor- starting Jordan Bell surprise you from the Warriors? No, uh, I don't. I don't think it was a surprise. I mean, Kerr kind of mixes it up. Just felt like. Don't tell me they don't need Durant. And Toronto played a very good first game. Very good first game. Yeah, they were excellent defensively. They did a good job. They didn't let Golden State beat them in transition. In fact, Toronto abused Golden State in transition. Uh, Kawhi Leonard didn't even have a monster game. He only had 23 points, 5-14 from the field. But Pascal Siakam, 
who uh, I loved going into the year. Got drafted him in uh, one of my leagues, and you know he, had, he was a little inconsistent in the playoffs scoring wise. But man, he wasn't intimidated at all. He was beating Draymond Green down the floor. Draymond even said after the game, "Is on me. I let him get into a rhythm. It's not going to be like that." Next game. So I think there was a little bit of a rust factor with Golden State being off so long. You could see it early on. A lot of turnovers, sloppy. And, you know, I always talk about betting the live line on Golden State. And I did at halftime because it was plus 210. And then the second half, I never got the feeling that they were going to win the game. And I never say that about Golden State. Even when they cut it to three, and I was just like, it doesn't feel like they're going to get this game. It just feels like Toronto had an answer every single time. Uh, and they didn't well like Portland did, and uh, really good defensively. Danny Green got going. You know he's really struggled in the playoffs, but he has he couldn't miss. He was so open. He was so open, Danny Green. Yeah, so was Marcus Gasol. They left yeah. Gasol open too. You know they doubled Kawhi a lot, and you know they did that against Portland with Damian. And they said, all right, the rest of the guys are gonna have to beat us. For Portland, they couldn't do it, but yesterday Toronto did with Siakam, Gasol, Green uh, played great defense and. I guess, you know, for Toronto to have a shot in this series, they they had to get at least one game. I mean, getting game one probably w- was big. Uh, well, they said Durant, there's a very good chance he comes back in game four. They're hoping three, but not, they yeah, think four is more possible. He's already ruled out for game two. Right. So, they, they said four today. Yeah, look, everyone was talking, oh, they're better without Durant. They can't <sighs> be. Like, how, how do you not? Who Look, could, yeah. You can't say that to me. You can't Every, ever say everybody you're better been, that Everybody's me. been saying it the last two weeks, and Stupid. I don't understand it. Like, you can't be okay. better without the second best score in the NBA. You can't be he, arguably be the best score in the NBA. You yeah, can't be a tell, better team without him. You're telling me Durant couldn't help that team last night oh, when all they were getting was Curry and Thompson, and that is it? And, right. and Durant couldn't help with, with as much as he shoots? So. Look, I thought the Warriors played as badly as they could, and they still were close. I mean, that was as bad a game as I've seen the Warriors ever play. Yeah, they, they were not good. And, uh, you know, early on, that's why I'm like, okay, it's a little rust. They'll get going. Uh, and that's why I did the halftime live line. Uh, but in the second half, I just saw it. And I just, yeah, it doesn't look like it's going to happen tonight. Like, you just never got the feeling. And just Toronto had a response for everything. So, uh, the Golden State still favored. The odds have dropped. So, if you were on Golden State, you didn't like the odds. They have dropped. So, uh, I think it's minus... 160 for the series or something like that now, but I'm still taking Golden State. Yeah, it's not over 200. I still think Golden State wins too. I figured Toronto was taking one of two at home. So right, and look, they may take one or two in in in, in California. I think Durant needs to be back for five, six, and seven, and then it'll be a two out of three series. And I don't think with Durant on the floor they lose two games. I just don't see it. Durant is too good of a player. I mean, he, who's co- Let's just say if you cover Durant, it's a, such a big difference because Draymond, as good as he is, and I know you love him and I do too, not a reliable outside shooter. No, he didn't shoot well yesterday, and you know he's going to be erratic. You know there are games where he doesn't miss, and then you know games like yesterday where he couldn't hit a shot. But the other thing is, you know, Siakam's not going to have a game like this again. I mean, guy wasn't missing. And he, was he was throwing stuff up that had no business going in. Yeah, and he was beating them down the floor in transition every time. Golden State's going to make those adjustments. I mean, there was a, a lot of plays where Golden State made a lot of mental mistakes, didn't pick up players, and that's not what you're used to seeing from them. Uh, so, yeah, Leonard's going to have a big game at some point, but you're never going to see a game where Siakam goes 14-17 from the floor again. Uh, Gasol isn't going to be able to do that on the road. Uh, you know, Lowry 
played very well defensively and distributing the ball. He didn't do much offensively, but took so many charges. He had nine assists. Uh, Van Fleet has just been a beast ever since his kid was born. Uh, but it's going to be tough uh, to duplicate this again. I mean, he shot over 50% from the I do field. worry that Iguodala, though, looked like he got injured. Yeah, he's been banged up for a little bit now and uh, seemed to be bothering him again late in the game. Uh, haven't, we'll see what the extent is for him. But, yeah, they certainly uh, need him. You know, he's been playing significant minutes. You know, I think the one thing that hasn't come up that I'm surprised with Kawhi, not, is he going to come back next year? I know he's avoided this conversation. I don't think he's coming back. But how do you turn your back on a world championship? Uh, well, first we'll see if they win, but I've heard that he's not. He's going to L.A. Yeah, right. I've heard the same thing. I mean, he bought a house in L.A. He's from L.A. You know, from that area. So I assume he goes. But I don't know. I think you had something special here. Maybe this is a one-time thing. And like you said, maybe it's not even going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen, but it is a very special thing. And I'm happy for the city of Toronto, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. They were electric last night. They're into the game. And with Kawhi, I think Toronto, you know, they did the right thing. They said, all right, let's bring him over here. Hopefully we can make a run, maybe win a championship. He likes it here and changes his mind and decides to stay. It doesn't seem like it, but you never know. Maybe, you know, this run maybe can do something and maybe decides to stay. But all Let's say he doesn't. Still a great move. You gave up DeRozan. You were never winning a championship with him. So you got your, fa- you got your fan base a championship and now you start over again. It's still, it's still a win-win in my book. Yeah, it's worth taking a shot. And the fact that they got to the final shows you that it was worth it. Right. I mean, just I feel the same way about when Nashville made it to the NHL. Do you remember how excited that whole city was? I feel very similarly about Toronto. They just are embracing that team. Yeah, and, and they've been they've been good fans for a while now, but they are just nuts right now. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. All right, let's turn our attention to, uh, to baseball here. Uh, let's... Uh, I want to look at some of the, um, let's say, Luke Weaver. Do we think we've, we're going to see Luke Weaver back at some point this season, or do you think that this is an injury that's going to take him out for a while? It's not good. He's going for a second opinion. Four-hour injuries usually lead to some type of Tommy John surgery or pronator issue. So um, I'm going to have that decision to make this week in the NFBC auction. Uh, I'm kind of leaning towards cutting him right now because I already have Clevenger, Severino, Judge on my bench. So I can't really afford to hold him, especially since my guess is we might not see him this year. So uh, I'd be very worried if I'm a Weaver owner and if I don't have IL spots, uh, I'd probably lean towards cutting him at this point. I'm hoping to get word in the next day or two to clarify it. It's just easier when they say, yeah, he's out for the year. You feel, okay, fine, I can cut him. But either way, I mean, I just don't see how he's close to returning. Well, I know, well, I'm sure we'll talk about him in our final segment, but John Duplantier is going to start tonight. I kind of like him. I think there's some upside there in his arm. Yeah, I don't think he goes many innings tonight. I don't think he's stretched out. But, yeah, I think everybody's been kind of waiting for him to get a spot in the rotation. Uh, even a few weeks ago, I think people started picking him up when they had um, an injury in the rotation, and they just haven't put him in that spot yet. But he'll get a start tonight against the Mets. So I think he will be someone that people pick up this weekend. He's 24 years old. He's uh, looked pretty good in his brief appearances this year, but mostly out of the bullpen. His AAA numbers, though, have not been good, though, this year. He's walked a ton of guys out there in AAA. He has, which is surprising. Let me ask you about, we mentioned him a little bit yesterday, Carlos Carrasco. 
He's been terrible. I mean, last night against the White Sox, I mean, that was a result that I don't think anybody can counted on. What do we do with Carrasco? Do we hold him or do we trade him? Well, I mean, I don't see how you can get much from him if you try to trade him right now with the numbers he has, you know, ERA of almost five. Uh, I'm not worried about him. Uh, he's he's kind of done this before, and really the whole So would you trade for, would right you now. trade for him? Would you trade for him then? If I needed pitching, yeah. Okay. I mean, to me, the I, only thing that the only thing that I really see that's a problem right now is a lot of home runs, and I think we're saying that about a lot of the pitchers that are struggling. We're saying about Aaron Nola early on, uh, and it's a problem for a lot of pitchers. Uh, I mean, his stuff is not great anymore either. So um, it is a little bit of a concern, but it's really the home runs, and he's kind of done this before and, and finished strong in the second half. So I would be taking a shot on him. All right, we'll talk about more guys that we could take shots on, who might we want to trade for, trade away. We'll discuss that when Full-Time Fantasy continues right after this. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212 212- 299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Well, this is, you know, girls just want to have fun. I hope so. You, you heard that, right? Yeah. You'll, you'll let me know more. All right. So, uh, by the way, big news here on this channel. Some person we know is starting up next week at noon. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. Craig Mish will be joining the uh, Fantasy uh, Sports Radio Network. Looking forward to have Mish with us uh, from 12 to 2 every day. Should be very interesting. Uh and it's a, he's a wealth of baseball knowledge. He's got a lot of connections, Adam. Definitely been breaking stories the last couple of years and uh, definitely has some valuable information that you're going to definitely want to listen to for sure. 
Yeah. All right. So let's let's get back to uh, fantasy baseball here for a second. I want to talk? Uh, by the way, oh, I don't. Before I get to fantasy baseball, I don't want to forget something. We have less than twelve hours. Maybe it's like ten hours for May Madness is going to end, Adam. So people, please, I beg you, if you're going to sign up for one of our drafts, put your deposit in now. It's 200 bucks, and it gets you an entry into a sweepstakes that can get you another team so that you can play the Fantasy Football World Championship. You know you want to play. Come join us. I'm telling you, Maid Madness is going to end tonight, and you won't be a part of it. So please, get that deposit in. I think it's crucial. Can I, would you agree with that, Adam? Yeah, I mean, again, if you're going to play, might as well just pluck the $200 deposit down now so you can get into into a drawing to potentially win a free entry into the World Championship. And that'll save you $1,795. And a lot of you guys are going to put in four or five, six teams anyway. So why not get a shot to get a free one? So I just got this email here from, uh, from our friend Scott Atkins. Did you see the new Dynasty Marketplace? Yeah, I saw that as well. What do you think about that? Uh, I didn't really, I just kind of glanced at it, so I didn't really get all the details. So it says, enter any dynasty league, build your team, and then you can list your team for sale. So it says, why would you want to sell your team? Well, because you're winning. So if you have a team, and that, that could be good, maybe somebody will be willing to pay a lot of money for it. So maybe you're an awesome dynasty drafter, but you don't want the grind. You can, mark, you can draft your team and let somebody else you know, run it. And then you can get paid out how much you want. So, you know, you paid two ninety nine, but you built a winning team. Maybe you can sell it for a thousand bucks. Do you think there'd be interest in that? I don't know. Uh, I guess there would be for some people. I know some people like to do everything on their own and others might say, oh, wow, uh, that's a pretty good team. I'll take it over. And I, maybe they're not good at drafting, but they're good at waiver wire and trades and figure, okay, this is a good core. And now I'll uh, become a GM from here. Is there a price? So I think this is an interesting question here. You draft an Adam Ronas team, and then you're like, I like it. But some guy goes, Ronas, I'll give you 1500 right now. Give me this team. Do you want to play it out, or do you take the $1,500? Uh, me, probably play it out. But say uh, something happens, and I got a ton of teams, and maybe I don't have the time to devote, then that, that's probably where it comes into play. You know, people... Maybe they get more responsibility at work. They have another kid. Something happens, and you know, at one point you're able to control ten teams, and then all of a sudden you're like, "I gotta pare it down." And I guess that's where, where this could come into play. I think it's interesting. I'm trying to just decide because you know I'm always uh, we've got a couple of kids. I always need sneaker money or camp money or something like that. If I drafted a team and somebody said, "Doctor Rod, I'll give you two K for the team right now," I think I would do it. Yeah, I would take the two K. Is that a terrible thing to say? It's not terrible, no. Because, you know, there's no guarantee that you win the championship. So here you're getting the guarantee money. And then, you know, if the team who buys it wins, then they make a profit too and both sides are happy. Do you know why I would sell the 2K for 2K? Because you know who you're not getting, Adam? Oh. You're not getting me. I'm the reason that it's going to win, not the team. Okay. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make the moves over the year to win, right? I'm going to do what I need to do. If I, if, it's like if I build a house and I sell it right away, isn't that better? At the end of the you know, I'm not, I'm not fixing it. Right. All right. Let's get back to fantasy baseball here. 
Are there other players outside of, like we mentioned Zach Wheeler a couple of shows ago. We mentioned Carlos Carrasco last segment. Aaron Knowles was a good one. Maybe Jose Ramirez. Are there some guys out there now, some really good players who are underperforming that are on your radar that you're saying, you know, I think I might want to trade for them? You know, with Syndergaard, I think people are sick of him. I can tell. There was a lot of content for Syndergaard on Twitter the other day when he was pitching. And you can understand why, because it's very frustrating watching him pitch. Uh, you know, he should not have an ERA of 4.90. Again, a lot of the underlying numbers are good. Part of the problem is that slider velocity is down four miles per hour, and he's not really using the slider as much. And I still think he has to learn how to pitch and sequence better because uh, the stuff is there. So I just think his owners are just so disgusted right now that you might be able to get him. So. It's just really hard to find pitching. So any of these pitchers with elite arms that are underperforming, uh, I think are worth taking a shot on. Of course, there's always the underlying risk that some of these guys are hurt pitching through it. And then we find out in a couple weeks, well, yeah, they're going on the injured list. They've been pitching through this injury. And that's always the risk when you see a pitcher putting up numbers you're not accustomed to seeing. We see it all the time. These guys try to toughen it out and... Yeah, I was just not healthy. I didn't say nothing. So that's the risky one with a guy like Syndergaard. But it's just really hard in deeper formats to find good pitchers. Every week I go through the wave wire in my 15-team leagues, and I'm like, there is nothing here. I mean, you're taking a shot on the young arms that were just called up. And as we've seen, I mean, Corbin Martin went for a ton of money, and he's been a major disappointment so far. And he's got a good team context, good offense performing uh, in front of him. And He's struggled to get past the fifth inning at some start, so it's just really difficult to find guys on the waiver wire. So I would take a shot on these pitchers that were going in the first couple rounds that are underperforming right now. All right, let me look at it another direction. The Derek Dietrichs, the Tommy Lastellas, the Daniel Vogelbachs. Do you trade them now saying, hey, I got more out of Dietrich than I ever thought I'd get? Or do you, you just say, maybe I'll hold him because maybe there's more to this guy than we than they do with the players like that? I think for each one, it's different depending on what their skill set is. And I don't think those guys are going to bring much back anyway. Uh, as far as Dietrich, I think you just continue to roll with them. Uh, they're going to have to give him playing time. I know he might sit against some lefties, but he's already reached a career high in home runs. Uh, his walk rate is up, strikeout rate is down. And the one thing that, you know, we always knew Dietrich had kind of sneaky power. And obviously, you're not going to see it playing in Miami in that ballpark. But he's hit 52.2% fly balls this year, which is top 10 in baseball. So he is clearly trying to elevate the ball, and it's working. And, uh, yeah, he's not going to keep up this pace. But, uh, you know, I have him in a league, and I'm just going to continue to roll with him. I mean, that, there's no trades in that league anyway. But, yeah, I'm going to continue to roll with him. And Listella too, uh, it's, he's – it's crazy with him because no one saw this come in, and he's already matched his career total home runs for his entire career already in one season. Uh, he's not striking out at all. 8.3% strikeout rate in today's game is just insane. He bat cleanup uh, so, last night. He bat cleanup. Yeah, and then a couple of days ago he bat a leadoff. So he's near the top of the order, you know, around Trout. Uh, they really don't have a ton of options right now. He's hitting the ball really hard. The fly ball rate is not – that high uh so i think the power does come down a bit but as long as he's getting the playing time and he has the eligibility at second and third in a lot of leagues you just continue to roll with them i mean this is a guy that most people got off the waiver wire anyway so it's kind of like found money and you just hope that it, it can last and doesn't run out uh soon 
What about Vogelbach? I mean, I've got to think that the Mariners at some point are going to start selling off the pieces, whether it's Bruce or Encarnacion. I mean, Vogelbach is, is a swing and miss kind of guy, but he's got a lot of power. Maybe he's a modern day Adam Dunn in, in a time where we need power. Are you willing to take a, sh- a shot on him? Yeah, because I do think they'll probably move a couple of those veteran bats. Obviously, the team got off to the hot start. We knew it wasn't going to last, and they've really fallen back to the pack. They just don't have enough pitching. So, you know, especially in OBP leagues, he's a big boost, 376 OBP because he draws a tons of walks. So, yeah, he's going to be streaky. You know, he's hot early in the air, cooled off, picked it up again. Uh, another guy that hits a ton of fly balls. So, yeah, I think you'll you'll see good numbers from him. The average won't be great. But, again, if he, he's 245 right now, that is fine in today's game. Right. You would, you would absolutely take that. And when the season started, you, were, you didn't even know if he was going to play. So, I mean, now you, you take that in a heartbeat. All right. So, let me ask you this question. It's – let me give you a player here. Um, Puelo, Cesar Puelo. I didn't know much about him. Maybe I should have. Maybe I didn't know much – but all of a sudden, this guy comes up, and let me, when a minor leaguer comes up and outperforms what is expected, do we say this is just a hot streak, or when do we know to buy in and when do we know not to buy in? Yeah, now this guy's 28, so uh, you know he's not really a prospect here. So we see this all the time. Guys come up, hit right away, and then they really cool off. So uh, he's really not on the, on the radar for me. All right, but in general, when a guy comes up and has a good start or a, bit, you know, a hot start as a, as a minor leaguer, and if the numbers don't support it, do you just say it's going to be regression to the mean, don't get too excited? Because I think a lot of people out there go, whoa, this guy's really hitting. I, let me buy into it. And I think they waste their fab money on that. Yeah, again, there's only a few players where, I mean, I think we all knew Austin Riley was going to hit. Now, again, he'll cool off, and he is striking a lot, but that was money well spent because he, we knew he's one of the top prospects. Uh, so again, it comes down to the individual, what his skill set is. Uh, but we see a lot of these guys fizzle out. All right, let's start getting into tonight's slate because it's a big one and it all starts at 705. It's one of my favorite type of slates where I have time to think about it and know what, what I want to do. Milwaukee plays Pittsburgh tonight. Jules Chassin against Chris Archer. Chris Archer's ERA is 5.75. He's got one win on the year. Milwaukee's a favorite. It's a nine and a half run total. Do we like either of these teams tonight? Nah, Archer's a complete opposite of what we discussed earlier. I wouldn't touch him. In fact, I think he's cuttable. He's just not shown anything. Uh, I don't know if he's still hurt, but the walks are up. A lot of hard contact. He's underperformed uh, for a few years now. Uh, he's someone that I, I wouldn't want on my team, and uh, I, I think you can you can pick on him a little bit tonight. I think people still might be scared because they see the name Chris Archer and his reputation, but he's just not the pitcher that he has been in the past. All right, let's get to another game here. You know I talk about this guy all the time. San Francisco against Baltimore. Drew Pomerantz against Andrew Kashner. Kashner is 5-2 and two on the year, and every once in a while he throws a gem. Is, is this the night you want to own Kashner? San Francisco's favored. Maybe we go Orioles' money line. It's nine-run total. Pomerantz, though, is very familiar pitching, with that, pitching against the Orioles as he pitched for the Red Sox for quite some time. How is San Francisco favored? I, I guess just by right? record. Yeah, it's not like Pomerantz got a six four five ERA. I think I'd money line the Orioles tonight. Well, I don't know if you want to do that because remember the bullpen too, um, the, and that's the area where the Giants have a much better bullpen than the Orioles. So that could be a factor. Maybe that's why the money line is like that. Uh, they might be taking the bullpens into account, and 
Giants have actually had one of the better bullpens this year in baseball. Will Smith has been tremendous as a closer. Uh, so I would think that they trade some of those arms since they're not going to be in contention. But, uh, look, I hope this is the night for Cashner to pitch well because I'm actually starting them in a 15-team <laughs> NFBC league. I can't believe it. But there weren't a lot of options I, I like the righty, the righty bats against Pomerantz. Maybe a little Keon Broxton, Alberto, Renato, Renato Nunez. Renato Nunez. Yeah. He's been on fire, man. And uh, Yeah, I'm not against that. A little Oriole stack there. I don't know about Oriole stack, man. Buy in, Adam. I mean, it'll be my very – My rich friend. It'll be low-owned. It is Camden Yards. It is warm <laughs> out there. But I guess what? Villar, Nunez, and who else? There's Villar. There. I don't like Mancini against a lefty. I like VR, I like Nunez, I like Alberto, I like Broxton, I like Severino. There's your five-man stack on DK. Boom! Oh, boy. That is definitely <laughs> contrarian. Um, yeah, Broxton's not crazy, man. He's, uh, I think, seven for 22 since coming over. He's got two home runs and uh, a friendly ballpark there. Pomerantz doesn't throw that hard. You know, Broxton's concern is a ton of strikeouts. But I do think in deeper formats, he's not a, not a bad play right now. All right, Boston against the Yankees, the game that should have happened yesterday is going to happen today. Chris Sale against J.A. Happ. Boston's a big favorite here. Uh, nine is the total. I never like picking on the Yankees, but if I'm going to do it, I might do it with Chris Sale. Yeah, and I, I wonder what people are going to do here if they're going to pay up for Sale tonight. Uh, he does get the extra day of rest, which I think really helps him a lot. But, yeah, it's just even even though this Yankee team is still not 100%, you just don't feel good going against them. But Sale is capable. So I think it comes down to what bats you want tonight. Can you find that second cheap pitcher? And uh, maybe he fits your build. All right. Washington is playing the Reds. I love how the Reds and the Rays always get their lineup cards in early. Oh, Patrick the Reds are Corbin. great with it. Yeah, they're really great. Patrick Corbin goes on the road to the Great American Small Park against Tyler Molly, who's actually looked pretty good. Washington, a very slight favorite. Nine is the run total. I don't think I'm paying up for Corbin tonight. Yeah, he's been great. Uh, the pitching environment, obviously, favorable for hitters, but he has been great, but he's expensive. So, uh, again, I think we've kind of talked about this a lot, really, this year. If you've shied away from paying up for pitching, it's really worked out. We've seen a lot of these guys get hit. He's more than he, sale, by the way. Corbin's more than sale uh, on both sides. I, I think it makes sense tonight, considering the matchup. No, I mean, look, it, it's a good matchup. I just don't know if I want to be I, – I, I don't know how you can construct a winning team with, with a guy like that. You've got to get very lucky. Yeah, and even if Corbin goes off, I think if you, you might be able to survive with enough bats. But you know what? Corbin's been great this year. I mean – he deserves uh, – I think they have to put him up there, Price. He's pitched that well this year. I guess – right, right. There's no choices. The algorithm dictates it. What about Tyler Mahi? Is he, is he interested in you or not? Uh, he is. Again, I think I have him in the lineup this week, so I hope he pitches well. Uh, my concern is he struggles against left-handed bats. So when you look at the Nationals, there's not too many, right? It'll be Matt Adams. Uh, they have Soto. a lot of righty Soto. bats in Soto. Hmm. Yeah, um, and the park is a little bit of a factor because he allows home runs. That's the biggest concern. I think he's going to be very low-owned because he's going up against Corbin. Who's going to want to buy into that? Yeah, and the Nationals have been hitting a little bit. I think I'd look at that lineup. If there's not too many left-handed bats, I think he's in play. I mean, he's cheap, right? What's his price? He's cheap. Uh, on FanDuel, he's 7200 And on DraftKings, he is 6200 
Okay. Yeah, I'd like him much better if he was on the road. Let me see. Uh, wow, he's had a lot of road starts this year. He faced the Dodgers at home and didn't allow a home run. He's only had two home starts this year? Holy crap. Against Miami, five innings, two hits, one run, four walks, seven Ks. And okay. against the Dodgers, six innings, four hits, no runs, two walks, five Ks. Wow. No wonder why his numbers have been so good. He said two I like home the, starts out of ten. I like the Tyler Mahi. I, look, look. I'm not saying I like him. I'm saying it's so contrarian because people are going to go in on Corbin. Maybe if Molly has to, if if the Reds are win this game, Molly's got to pitch well because Corbin's going to pitch well. It's yeah, um, he's coming off his worst start of the year. It was in Chicago though. Uh, I don't remember if the wind was blown out that day. He allowed three home runs. But again, if that that the Nationals don't have a lot of left-handed bats in the lineup, if they only have two, I think he's in play. What if they've had him eaten? Um, yeah, he doesn't really scare me because he's not going to hit for power. So I'd be worried about Soto and Adams going yard. Right, I would be too. All right, we're breaking down the night slate. We'll continue to do so. Hopefully one of you guys out there will be my rich friend. We'll continue right after this. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number 1. Me personally... I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to PointsBet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code grid and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's PointsBet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code grid and get your two risk-free Free bets of up to $1,000 today. All right, swing to the fences playing daily fantasy baseball at dailyroto.com. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer user to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament. You'll become one of the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS. So if you're playing DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount and you get lineup alerts 
which are tremendous, by the way, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, and the use of the same daily road lineup optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings. That's a 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package found at dailyroto.com. Use promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Adam Ronis, you might be the ninth million dollar winner. It's possible. I don't have Daily Roto though. They didn't oh. they didn't hook me up this year. What's up with that? I don't know. I guess it's not a work work there anymore. All right, tell me you're Adam Ronis. Yeah, I'm sure Let's that'll work. Okay. All right, Minnesota at Tampa Bay. Jose Berrios against Jalen. The Beaks shall inherit the earth as the primary. I like Beaks, but I don't like anybody against Minnesota. Sorry. Yeah, I know Charlie Morton was great yesterday, but I still think this is a team that you don't want to pick on at this point. Barrios is way better at home compared to the road, so that's the concern here with him. And, you know, Tampa Bay is not a team that you really want to pick on either. I mean, they just – Austin Meadows is on fire right now. Yeah, he's been one – you got to look at that trade and say, pretty good trade, yeah? Oh, just steal by the Rays. I mean, I know we, I know we don't want to analyze trades like right away. You got to give it a couple years, but I think that one is pretty clear. Even with Glass now being on the uh, injured list, I mean, you saw how dominant he was, and even last year when he came over in the trade, he made some changes. He cut down on the walks, and Glass now was someone I liked a lot for this year. Wrote about him being a breakout before the year in our draft kit, and. I'm hoping he can come back. They recently moved him to the 60-day injured list, and he's another guy with a forearm issue. I know they're saying it's not serious, but you got to be concerned for a guy that throws that hard. So, uh, yeah, it was a great trade. Medals has been tremendous and uh, was fortunate to get medals in uh, tout and in the NFBC auction. And even with him landing on the injured list, he's been so fun to watch. All right, Detroit is playing Atlanta. It's Spencer Turnbull, who I do like, against Mike Fultonevich. Atlanta's a favorite. Now, I'm, I was on Twitter and somebody wins a lot of money and goes, I thought about it, and I played Fulton Nevich. This is last starting against the Cardinals. I'm like, I would never have started that guy. We talked about that guy being a train wreck. And all of a sudden, he wants somebody like 25K. Is Fulton Nevich better now, Adam? Uh, he showed improvements. And again, I think maybe the slow start was because he was so behind and maybe his velocity was a little lagging. Uh, but this is a good spot against Detroit. Uh, they strike out a ton. It's not a good offense. They're going to not have the DH, right? Because this game's in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's in Atlanta. Um, I don't think he'll be as sneaky tonight, though. But I do think he's in play. Uh, what's his? Do you know his price? Uh, I will. One moment, please. Please hold. Thank you for holding. Fulton Evich is 8,500 on DK and 7,300 on FanDuel. Yeah, it's not that bad a price. I don't think he'll be sneaky today, though. Yeah, he's not sneaky, that's for sure. But then right, again, Ken. it is a, a full slate, and you have sale. Right, so nobody's going to be 20%. Every, somebody, everybody's going to be like, you know, 9 to 13% tonight. Probably, yeah. So I, I think he's in play. All right, Kansas City against Texas. Danny Duffy against Ariel Jurado. Jurado, not a bad pitcher, but doesn't strike out anybody. Yeah, it's in Texas. Again, Kansas City, not an offense that's one you want to pick on anymore with that top six. We saw Solaire, Homer, Mondesi yesterday. So, uh, yeah, this is a game where you want to get bats. Would you would you stack your Royals tonight? Uh, I think you can. Okay. I don't, yeah, I think you can. All right, Cleveland against Chicago White Sox. Trevor Bauer against Dylan Covey. 
Do you like Bauer tonight? I know he's been pretty bad, but uh, yeah, I think I would. You get him uh, cheap on DK tonight. He's the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth best pitcher on DK. What's his price? Uh, for you, it is ninety two hundred. Yeah, I would use him. He's the third highest pitcher on FanDuel. I'm staying think, away on FanDuel. Yeah, I think with DK for sure. They let him go deep into games, and uh, I know it's been frustrating, but this might be the time to get him. As you said, eighth, eighth pitcher uh, against the White Sox. Yeah, this might be a time to get him at, a, yeah. at the cheapest price that you'll see possibly this year. All right, Chicago against the Cardinals. You, Darvish, against Miles Miklas. Uh yeah, I'm, I'm I just don't have any faith in you, Darvish. He just cannot find the strike zone, so not using him. Michaelis to me is more of a, you know, he actually I was looking at this. I think I wrote about it in the stock watch. I think four of his last five starts have been excellent. The one start he got hammered was in Texas because he's allowed more home runs this year. You know, his numbers are pretty much very parallel to last year. The underlying stats, the strikeouts, the walks, the ground ball rate, everything is the same except the home runs, and that's what happens when you're a pitcher in the strike zone with this ball. So Cubs are Cubs are a streaky team, man. Cubs are streaky. They can, like, strike out 18 yeah. times, so they can have 18 home runs. Because, you know, Bryant's been hitting. Rizzo's been hitting. Um, the problem with him in DFS is he doesn't get a lot of strikeouts. Okay. So right. I probably would not use him. All right, Toronto against Colorado. Edwin Jackson. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> against Herman Marquez. I like Marquez at home, and I like a rocky stack. Yeah, Marquez does not pitch as good at home, but it is Toronto. Uh, so I think you can. And, of course, everyone's going to be looking at Rockies bats today, and you have to. Uh, I don't know if you're going to be able to stack them, depending on their price. Has Dahl gone up yet? Probably has now, right? Now that he's up a little. $2 million. Well, let's see. On DK. He was Dahl like 42 tonight, the other 47. day. 47. Okay. Went up, but uh, and against the righty, yeah, I think Dahl's Tapia play. is 46. Story is 5,800. What's Arenado, 59? 59. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It really That's is. crazy. But, you know, he could go yard twice. Um, well, the, the problem is if you do that, your pitchers are going to have to be, I mean, can you find the poo-poo pitchers? Gerardo and Ma, Ma, oh, Mikolas. You could do Mikolas and, Ma, and, and Mahi. For twelve thousand seven hundred. Yeah, I don't know if that's something you want to do today, though. If you're bold, Adam, you would. If you are, if you or if you, yeah, if you play multiple lineups, sure. Yeah, I mean, because that's the only way you can do it. Because I think you can make an argument that Nicholas is not terrible. How about Kashner sixty six hundred? How about a Kashner Mahi? <laughs> well, that'll get your core stack in, right? Uh, exactly. It's all about the core stack against Edwin Jackson. And I might those, do that. If those guys each give you six innings, oh, five Ks, three runs, you'll be okay. I'll be a rich friend. All right. Let's get to the Mets against Arizona. Wheeler against Duplantier. Um, do we like Wheeler at all tonight? Yeah. Uh, again, Wheeler has been good outside of Washington. He's faced them four times, and it's inflated his numbers. Arizona has been the streakiest team. I saw something where they basically went into hitters' parks, didn't score much. They went into a pitcher's park, put up a ton of runs. Uh, obviously, no David Peralta. Um, so, yeah, I think Wheeler is someone you could look at tonight against this Arizona offense. And uh, Duplantier, I just don't think he's going to go deep in, a, in games. 
Uh, when he's been at the big league level, he's been throwing an inning or two. So I don't think he's stretched out yet. I, I they did look, stretch him out in the minor leagues. They did. How many starts? Uh, one moment, please. Let me check. I you. don't think it's been much because he's been up and down. So, like, is it – I'd, I'd want to look because I haven't seen the details. May 12th, he went – oh, that was in the major leagues. Okay. May 24th, four and a third. May 18th, three and a third. Yeah, that's still not enough. I mean, I want to see the pitches too, the pitch count, but my guess is he's going to go more than 4-5 tonight. You can't risk right. that in DFS. Can't risk it for the biscuit. All right, Houston against Oakland. Brad Peacock against Mike Fears. Houston a favorite. Yeah, Peacock's been pitching very well. So I uh, never go up against Oakland, though. I, Oakland scares me. Yeah, I know. They got a lot of big bats, even with Chris Davis out. Chapman, Olsen's been hitting for power, thank goodness. Coming off the handmade bone, we were a little worried, and he's hit for power. So I uh, appreciate Matt Olsen for that. Uh, I, I'd consider Peacock, though. All right, Angels against the Mariners. Tyler Skaggs against Mike Take a Leak. Leak is one of those guys who puts up a weird game every now and then. He He's does, like the Andrew man. Kashner. You're like, he goes nine innings, three hits, four strikeouts. You're like, really? He stinks? And then the next out, it's like two innings, eight, eight, eight runs. Yeah. Um, the Angels. Mm, oh, Atani should be back in the lineup tonight. I know they sat him last night. Uh, but Leak yeah. Leak is 5,900, dude. 5,900. For the reasons that you just said, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> he sucks. All right. Philadelphia against the Dodgers. Jake Arrieta against Kenta Maeda. I'm not touching this one. Definitely not using Arietta, although he does tend to perform better against the better teams. I was worried about his two-start week last week, and he actually had a really good game. Was it against Milwaukee, I think, in Milwaukee, or the Cubs? Um, but, yeah, I'm not going. I just can't go against the Dodgers right now. Even though Jason Vargas shut them down yesterday, it's just not a wise move. I do like Maeda, uh, but it's a tough Philly offense. I probably won't go here. And uh, I do like Harper. Harper is, is heating up. He's having really good at-bats. I know his price is, was in the low fours earlier in the week on DK. I don't know what it is now. Um, but Maeda has struggled against lefties this year. Uh Harper wait, wait, is 4,100. 4, uh, I'm playing him. I'm yeah, locking him in. That's pretty good. 4,100 is pretty good. All right, and finally, Miami against San Diego. Caleb Smith, who's been on fire this year, against Joey Lucchese. Yeah, I think Big favorite. Like... San Diego's a big favorite, by the way. Yeah, I think you have to like Lucchese here, man. Um, you know, Marlins are not a good offense at all. Uh, I know they. anytime they leave their park, it's a better hitting environment. But uh, Is San Diego like... really a better hitting environment? Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. Uh, but I would, I would, yeah, I would consider Lucchese tonight. What's it? His price probably pretty high though, right? It's higher than I want. Well, on DK, it's only seventy six hundred. Really? On, yeah. Oh, I'd use him on DK. On FanDuel, he's eighty eight hundred. The Marlins don't don't strike out a ton. That's the one thing about them. They, re they But still, I think I, I think I'd that's I could get Fulty for seventy three hundred on FanDuel. I can get Andrew Castro for sixty five hundred, and the beer comes with it. On, on fan, yeah, I think on Fanduel you don't need to go Cashner. I think no, you but Fulte is pretty good at seventy three. Yeah, him and Lucchese, I think on Fanduel. And then on DK though, it's I don't know, man. I, DK is much harder this year than it's been in a long time. Oh yeah, they've done a a good job with the pricing, making it real tough. Like you just. 
what what I noticed with DK, it's like you're waiting for the lineups to come out to see, okay, who's the cheap bat, maybe near the top of the order, that they didn't expect to be in the lineup. And you're like, okay, that's my uh, cheap bat for tonight, and now i got to figure out the pitching. All right, I'm doing a crazy lineup here. I don't know if I have enough money to do it. Oh, give me a second. I think I'm in on this one, Adam. You're going to like this. You are going to like this. Oh, I think, can I afford it? Uh, Broxton. Keon Broxton. Okay, do we, is there, oh, Ronaldo Nunez, right? We like Nunez, right? Yeah. Against the lefty. All He's right, 5, I think 000? I could do this. Yes. Oh All right, God. so I've got 3,700 for an outfit. All right, here's the team. Are you ready? Are you seated for this one? Yeah. Tyler Mahi and Andrew Kashner. Severino, Ronaldo Nunez, Jonathan VR, Keon Broxton. Arenado, Story, and Dahl. Okay. And then I have 3,700 for my favorite outfielder. What are the options there? Um, Grichuk, Bader, Cesar Puelo, Martin. You know, I have to find some. King Gree, I got to find somebody. Yeah. Can I, am uh, I going to get killed with that team? Because what if Arenado, Story, and Dahl go off like they should against Edwin Jackson? Yeah, and Drew Pomeran stinks. Definitely a GPP team for sure. <laughs> no, it, it is. I it mean, is. Who's going to stack the Orioles, man? Nobody. I, I just don't see people stacking the Orioles, even in this matchup at home. The problem is, is that the two pitchers I'm using really stink. Yeah, well, that's the risk you run if you want to get those bats in. That I could do Nicholas. Would you prefer Nicholas? He doesn't get a lot of case. I mean, I, I guess with him, you have to hope that he goes seven innings and gets you a win with like. See, Kester can get the win. Kester could get me like six Ks tonight. He could. What about Mike? Take a leak. You want him? I can get a no. better outfielder. Nah. Yeah, it's too risky, right? Right. That's a bad team. What if? What if though? This. What if the Orioles? What if tonight the Orioles are winning ten to two in the eighth inning, and I text you and I go, I didn't play this lineup. <laughs> Well, you are playing multiple lineups, right? <laughs> I usually play like three. Yeah. Hey, look, if you're feeling it, then then go with it. I'm not feeling it. I'm just trying to throw. I'm I'm trying to figure out honestly. The reason I did it this way was I was trying to see how I could do a lineup with Arenado, Story, and Dahl. It's virtually impossible. I have to stack Orioles, put in two crummy pitchers just to get those three guys in there. That's how hard it is. No, and they want it to be that hard because. You know, they don't want it to be easy. They know everyone's playing course field. So they're like, all right, if you're going to play course, you're going to have to really dig deep and, and find a way to get these bats in. Right. So, I mean, what I always do is I, always, I told you I do three lineups. I do one with good pitching. I do one with crappy pitching like this. And I do one that's balanced. What's Daniel Murphy's price? He's been hitting lately. He's coming on. Daniel Murphy is 4800 Yeah. You want him instead of Nunez? Um, no, I think Nunez against the lefty at home is in a, is in a pretty good spot. He's pretty, yeah. I mean, I he might be under own. He's got a, he's got a homer. Yeah, I don't know. I think, because even my first thought was Nunez, 5,000. Yeah, I'm not paying up for that. So I think people will have that thought. Because uh, he can go 0 for 4 with 2Ks. That's the problem. What about Rodgers instead of uh, VR? You got to see if he's in the lineup. He's forty five hundred. I'd rather I'd rather get VR for an extra two hundred bucks. Get Harper in, man. Oh, 
I'd like to get Harper in. The only way I can get Harper in is if I change Cashner to Mike Leak. Or change a bat. Who do you want me to take out? How much is Severino that you're using at catcher? 3,600. He's good against lefties. I know. He doesn't do much, but he can hit a lefty. So you're saying sacrifice him and just get another guy in there. Yeah, I might do that. I might just... Like uh, Chirinos. Get Chirinos in there for 3,200. I could do that. And wait, who who's he going? Who's his and I'll go for. I'll get Chirinos Harper going against. Um, fears. Yeah, I'd rather save money on the catcher, man. I know All I right. understand why you would do Severino in that stack. It makes sense, and he's actually been hitting fifth a couple times. So, you know, if he is fifth or sixth in the lineup, then I, I could see you wanting to do that. But if it means getting a better outfielder, I, I would save some money at the catcher position. All right, so I have I think, Harper in there, and I have thirty-two hundred dollars for a catcher. I don't know. For most of the year, a catcher. If I'm not paying up for Sanchez, Grandal, I'm like going real low. Like I use no Will right. Smith. I mean, what is Severino going to do the other night? Right, even if Severino's good, is he going to go one for three with a with a double? Yeah. All right, all right, guys. This is Doctor Roto saying, "Be well, take care." Wishing you all a good weekend, Adam. I wish you a good weekend. You too, man. All right, and we'll be back right after this.